0: You're telling me you're telling me Chase that you guys have a exclusively pie flavored line of C4 that has oral testosterone in it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen Chase, what you're telling me is that we're going to get a lot of free products from C4 by talking about them on the uh, on the podcast. Is that what you're telling cellucor,
0: me? Cellucor! Cellucor!
1: <laughs> Take that C4 and shove
0: it right up your ass for there's, a new I, suppository I, flavor. None of the it's views or
2: statements made in this podcast reflect the company <laughs> of Cellucor. <laughs> do not put it up your ass. Yes. 100% don't do that. I don't know what will happen. There's Hardcore and then there's Cellucor. Yes, yeah, I'm, so I'm trademarking. I, that. I, I guess whatever the stuff is that is a testosterone booster mm. in this particular line has a maple leaf flavor. Oh, so interesting. we have to make everything like a pie flavor. Is this now the a commercially
1: available natural? product, or is this like is this in testing phase? Are we getting secrets? Oh, it's out. Oh, it's okay. out. I'm hmm. still really fucking confused
0: <laughs> about is, the fact that you called have again? some sort of like a testosterone boosting. Fucking product. So, uh,
3: that's legal. It's just a bunch of well, yeah. Well, there's a million testosterone <laughs> Yeah, boosting but so products it doesn't do non- anything. Th- yeah, all of them okay. don't work. They're unified yeah. by that one characteristic. What's it called
2: again? Uh, so it's C4 Ultimate Power. Of course it is. I, I love have
4: it. the
3: power! It's ultimate power. Sweet. No, oh, it's pronounced
2: I
1: have the power! <laughs> that's right. That's how, that's how <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Skeletor. Anyway, how are you guys doing?
0: Welcome to this episode of Snatch
1: Against Nuts.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
1: that happens all the time. Doesn't I smashed it? my nuts yesterday uh, on the bar. Thank
0: you very much.
1: Yeah, I did. It was. I was actually was in. It was. It was a clean and jerk grip, not a snatch grip. But I was like, I'm going to warm up with just the bar, and I was just trying to, you know, if you're going to lift three fifteen, like one thirty five, you got to lift one thirty five, like it's three fifteen. Do you like so
0: the humble brag, by the way, that with a clean grip, he smashed his nuts with the bar? <laughs>
3: yes. So is I funny. have low nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's low nuts or short arms—I yes. don't know which one. is that. I,
1: I clean with a slight, with slightly bent elbows. Um, but it was were tubers too slightly bent. This is the problem, and that's why the, it hit me in in the nutsick. In the nutsack, uh, uh, and uh, then I put the bar down and I walked in a circle. Uh, and that like fixed ooh. It. Ooh.
0: <sighs> <sighs> Have I told mm. you guys a story about when I smashed my dick so hard snatching that I had to go
3: to the urgent care? <laughs> not <laughs> on this podcast. On the, on the Wadcast yes, but I, I think, I think it needs before. to be resurrected oh. for, the, for scale is needed. Go for it. So I, I, I miss miss have not miss heard miss this, this, all, this at all. I've no. never heard this story. Oh,
0: great. Uh, Snatch Against Nuts, by the way, brought to you by at the train smokers mm. uh, on Instagram. <coughs> Thank you very much. That's a good name. is such a
2: solid username. It's a good one.
0: good.
1: Username's a good name. And snatch against the nuts is a great because again it 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 uses the a creatively and it actually is a, rather than just being nonsense it's a cohe not just a coherent sentence statement t- name whatever it is but it actually is relevant to the podcast correct and it's now, a
0: double entendre
1: it might be the best we've seen snatch against uh, the nuts to be
0: hey oh so uh, quickly allow me to to tell you a story about the horrifying side effects of having. Uh, Bad snatch form <laughs> once in a million times, right? So I was, uh, I was snatching. This was back in my old gym, CrossFit 08, and I uh, I think I still remember it was 175. So not particularly, I wasn't like maxing. It was, it was just like I was working my way up. Yeah, and, we get it. You can snatch more. All right, and move on. I can snatch more than 175. 175 was the way I was at. And uh, I was wearing these Lululemon um, shorts that had the drawstring. Mm hmm and their drawstring has metal aglets what mm-hmm. is is that what it's called the little thing at the end of the yeah like mm-hmm. the ag- yeah and so they have like a metal aglet uh-huh. and uh, i had like tied Did you
1: drive the metal aglet like a spike into your dick directly is that where this is into going? my dick In- <laughs>
0: so i snatched and it i felt i felt the bar Smash right into my dick And I was like <laughs> Right on the tip You know like The the worst portion of it It's to the part of the into. end Yeah That's right uh, And so I I immediately Let out a yelp of pain
1: <laughs> In fairness You were rock hard Before which, you started <laughs> Which I'm I'm
0: assuming by the Only way It sounded something hard. like ah! <laughs> Definitely not like ah! <laughs> So I uh, I fell to the ground And rolled around And my brother and my girlfriend at the time, Katie, who were there, uh, my brother and Katie were both like, get up, you pussy. And I was like, I think I fucking did something really bad, guys, really bad. <laughs> and so I crawled over to the... <laughs> I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I want <I> to go home. <laughs> I crawl over to the uh, to the bathroom, literally crawl the length of the gym because I cannot stand. Yeah. Uh, was
1: it a twofer? Did you get the dick and the balls or was it just No, I dick? just got
0: the dick and... And so the, uh, the real challenge here, guys, is mm. I got up, I went to the restroom, and I was like, oh, God, this sucks. This really sucks. What, what the fuck? And I look, and I had smashed my dick between my pelvis and the bar, right, uh-huh. as a bar would smash. My pelvis was yeah. the other side. Uh-huh. But caught between the bar and my dick were those metal aglets, <laughs> and I bent the aglets, Whoa. like they smashed Wait, both hard. of them. Yes. How? And there Do was you have a extremely wide penis. And there was blood. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> there was blood in my fucking body. And like it, I was like, huh, huh, I need a. I need a, I'm going. I'm going to be okay. Like I was like. I, I, so I tried to convince. I was like, I'm going to be okay. And Katie was like, she heard me. She heard me in the bathroom going, ah. Oh, <laughs> uh, as I l- looked at the blood <laughs> in my uh, in my underwear, and she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm all right. She's like, what? Can I? Are, do you need a? I was like, oh, no, uh-huh. we're okay. I'm okay. Everything's <laughs> fine in here. And then she convinced me that I need to go to urgent care. Uh. And so I did. And uh, and that's how I found myself with uh, an elderly Indian man touching my junk. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. On that day,
2: were there is any? That, was is that the best way to get an elderly Indian man to touch your junk? There are other ways. Of, just
1: asking for a friend. It is a way. It's <laughs> yes. <is> certainly a <laughs> yes. way of doing that. But but Armin lost money this way. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um. So it was what was the uh, what did you do to Was there anything other than just let it heal naturally? No. Was there like a dick cast?
0: No, there was not a dick cast. Unfortunately um i didn't even get anything for like the pain they yeah. didn't give me anything it was just, i just got fondled <laughs> and and i had to pay him for it and then they fucking told me to leave and they told Go you off. just
1: not to become aroused otherwise like, you'd hey, s- you'd spring a leak like a s- s- like a cowboy ghost who don't tries to do anything water stupid and
0: again and just like kicked me out of their fucking <laughs> urgent care i was like fuck god thanks man <laughs> I how
2: often people show up to their urgent care with their dicks bleeding because i've never i've never had my not dick once. bleed not, Not once. once for either of you. So okay,
0: twenty-five percent of the time. That's yeah. <laughs> I think <that's, laughs> one out of every four. People. One out of every four visits to the urgent care <laughs> is for bleeding dicks,
3: and the <laughs> other three quarters are things up the butt.
0: Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean I th- I think you're completely fair in going to the ER cuz I definitely <laughs> would have too. Dude, it
0: was uh it was it was not it was not a good time. That was <laughs> I wo-
2: That's I love
1: that that's another one of the CrossFitter injuries that that doctor will catalog away with his others so that every time someone comes in it's like, "Oh, how did you rupture your tendon? I see CrossFitters in all the time. Injured shoulders, injured legs." The guy with a broken dick. <laughs> you definitely dicks. don't want to
0: do that CrossFit. I mean, you're just gonna be tearing labrum's and dicks constantly.
1: Uh I don't yeah. know. He, he tied it to a sled and ran away from it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well luckily I never tore my dick labrum, so oh. I'm good. That's, that's the, really good. The dick labrum's crucial to I performance. Guess, I guess the uh the the addendum to that story Sounds like is a college
1: football coach, Dick Labrum.
0: Dick Labrum. <laughs> oh That's really good. Um I think the addendum to that story is I called Sean Waxman.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I was like, Sean, this happened to me while I was snatching. <laughs> and it was horrifying. <laughs>
1: and then the line went dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Why and are you telling me Waxman? about this? And Sean went,
0: Yeah, you just got behind the bar. You definitely shouldn't do that. Just don't don't get behind the bar anymore. And I was like, I first of all I don't understand what what that means. <laughs> yeah, what is that? I don't get that cue either. My timing was off, uh-huh. and uh, and I I got behind the bar. So don't do that. It, it, this is all I'm does saying. Does
1: that mean you're extending
2: from the hips too early or too late? What does so that it means mean? I'm not 100% sure, uh, but it means you're basically like fucking uh, the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you're just you, like which you shouldn't do. Hips you should it. be like throw thrusting it upward yeah instead yeah. of smashing your hips correct to it which correct. is what i do
0: don't don't be don't be humping the bar into yep. into existence that's a bad i like move. that
1: some this man knows exactly know, knows yeah. olympic to lifting technique enough so that someone can call <laughs> him and say listen my dick's bleeding and he says listen your timing's off i'll explain what's wrong <laughs> it was that's that
0: was the mo- i was like wow sean waxman knows what the fuck he's doing waxmansgym.com
4: yeah, I figured, yeah. <laughs> Sponsor the pod. Sponsor
0: this this episode of Snatch Against Nuts, sponsored by Cellucor and Waxman's Gym used by uh, college football championship winning coach Dick Labrum. Dick Labrum uh, <laughs> oh. Junior. By the way, uh-huh. wild
2: wild accusations that aren't true. <laughs> <laughs> but Dick Labrum definitely exists, and he's definitely a college football. Mm-hmm. Head and he head coach. definitely
0: loves khakis, offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, and he has those Oakleys. Yep. that uh, taper that, like, yeah. bicyclists wear, but he he's weighs 400 pounds, so they just, like, <laughs> pinch his fat head.
2: <laughs> he's never going to go fast enough for him to he, fall off. He <laughs> has permanent
1: Oakley tan line, and yeah. he hasn't worn any shirt that wasn't a polo in the last 25 years.
0: Dick in my Dick hero. Labrum, everybody. That's great. Uh, yeah, Hair so is bulletproof. You guys... Um, you guys, you guys, this is a, I've gotten a lot of people mm-hmm. messaging me like, hey, what, what's up? There's no, no, no Santa this weekend. And I was like, oh, well, we were all out of town. So mm-hmm. like, I was in LA and then Vegas. Mm-hmm. Chase was in Italy. Yo,
2: what's up? I'm Which Luigi. we'll get and to. Then,
0: and then uh, Kyle was in Seattle. Seattle. Cliff was in
2: I,
3: I, uh, Austin, Texas. I uh chasing Texas I was pacing around Shilling. my apartment, very worried <laughs> for a very long period of time. The whole time while you guys were gone, I didn't leave.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, okay, so who's going first? Are we learning about Italy? Tell me about Italy, Chase.
2: Yeah, Yo, so funny funny fact, we, mm-hmm. I almost didn't make it to Italy because of this pod. <laughs> <laughs> really? So last time we recorded was my flight out, uh, which is why we were recording really early in the morning. But it wasn't early enough Mm. because our flight left at nine fifteen. We were recording at eight. Uh I got to the airport at eight forty five. Whoa! We didn't Uh. pre check, pre check in. So we get in and we're greeted. They're like, "Yeah, you can't you can't check into this Uh. flight, and you're not making this flight." Yeah. So luckily for us, they had another flight that was leaving at twelve that would get Mm. to Dallas, which is where our connecting flight to Italy Mm -hmm. was leaving out of. It was getting there like 10 minutes before that flight yep. would be like done boarding and mm-hmm. taken off. So we get to Dallas and have to sprint through the airport, like <laughs> talking 800 meter dash. And we didn't have luggage. We just had carry on. So it was like 14 days worth of stuff on our backs and on our chest. So I'm doing the double backpack thing, running through Dallas airport, get onto the flight covered in sweat and make it to Italy. <laughs> wow.
0: That's actually how, um, that's how the Italians originally made it to America. <laughs> so I—it's <it's I>, uh, <laughs> kind of nice. But in the <laughs> I other don't direction. think that's true. I don't. <laughs> but I think other, they yeah. took a boat. No, yeah, no, yeah. that's yeah. But, but but you know, uh, Christopher Columbus almost missed that boat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about tell so tell us about Rome. What brought you to Rome? What was going on there? There was so a lot of
2: handstands according to Instagram. Mm. That's very true. I uh, actually I didn't spend too much time in Rome. We mm-hmm. went to uh, uh, Naples first, mm-hmm. so we landed in Rome, went directly to Naples. Mm. Uh, had an Airbnb that didn't have Wi-Fi or air conditioning <laughs> because it was a that's made not of important. There's no there, It's not important why it didn't have those things. What's important is that it was didn't it a bathhouse? Isn't that why <laughs> it's, it smelled like one? <laughs> and <laughs> so the first couple days were a struggle because if you don't have Wi-Fi mm-hmm. in a foreign country, you you pretty much are fucked yeah, because yeah. you don't have your your cell data unless mm-hmm. you bought a yeah, SIM yeah. card, which we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I was. Yeah. Just kind of navigating Naples by uh, context by clues. Feel. By feel. <laughs> by feel and context clues. If I ever lost this one statue that was like in the center uh-huh. of the area that we're at. Then you were never we're seeing fucked. your luggage again. <laughs> there, was, there was like uh-huh. a good like 45 minute span. we were uh-huh. walking back. It was like 10 at night. So it was yeah, dark. Yeah and uh, i had no idea where i was going so i was like leading, "Walk until you see something my girlfriend familiar. through the dark alleys of naples <laughs> like with f- full confidence yes because you can't let them know
0: it sounds like a really bad superhero uh, origin story
2: it, for pasta <laughs> man but Where like
0: you only kill italians because they fucked you up that one time
2: that's actually that's actually the background story to to Waluigi. it's like the most racist <laughs> superhero or villain i don't know whatever so we, we went from mm-hmm. Naples to mm-hmm. Capri, mm-hmm. which I had no. I, I have no. Only idea. known for the pants. Yeah, Capri <laughs> pants. Yeah, that, honestly, I didn't know anything about Italy before yeah. we went, except that the Colosseum and the Vatican were yeah. there. And I just barely knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not smart with geography. <laughs> so, Capri is uh-huh. super dope. If you go to Italy, I highly recommend going there uh-huh. and nowhere else. Yeah. Just really? go there. Yeah, yeah. Because. The food's the same everywhere. Those dudes only eat pizza and pasta and meatballs (laughs) and cannolis and gelato. Um, And you can get that on Capri. So there's no reason really to go anywhere else. And that was like
1: more beachy, right? It's super beachy. And it's like
2: crystal clear water. Mm. Like You put your hand through it. And you see, like, a better version of That's just because water's <laughs> clearer though. Uh, and it's, there's not as many people there. Yeah. Like, it was kind of packed, yeah. but that's just because we Dope. were in one little area. There's got to nice. be no
3: people. I never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. That's <laughs> the, that's what well, discovered. there's a lot of pants. Yes. A lot of pants. Lot there's of a lot pants. of pants. Um,
1: it's They save space by making the pants shorter. So
3: we, we left Capri, and
2: then we went down to the Amalfi Coast, mm-hmm. which is also just, like, awesome. you see all the pictures of Italy. That's generally where they're from. Like, Word. super pretty, like coast side like nice. side of cliffs i was and gonna shit. say you
0: liked capri more than you liked positano
2: yeah mm. fucking poser Dude, <laughs> positano was dope <laughs> but like the water wasn't nearly as nice oh, oh <laughs> shit enough. so positano uh so my uh. my girlfriend has has a 12 year old kid like full disclosure yeah so he's on the trip with with us and we're on the beach at positano and they have this gigantic ass like inflatable like play uh-huh. playhouse like uh-huh. trampoline and like balance beam shit like in uh-huh. the water <laughs> And like otherwise it's just kind of like a boring ass beach yeah, like yeah. you just play in the water lay uh-huh. out in the sand not that not that entertaining for a kid yeah, yeah. or my 26 year old son. then he saw that fucking bounce house so then i saw the bounce house and there's nobody out mm. there and it was only like three euros per person for like mm. a half hour. Mm. So I swim out there. Half hour in a bounce house. Oh, man. It a lot was, of energy expenditure. It was lit. I mean, it's on the water cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just a regular bounce house. So wait,
0: you have to pay to
2: swim there? No, you don't have to pay to okay. swim in the water. <laughs> you can just play in the water. <laughs> no, no, no. But you no, have to, to pay swim to, to the. You, uh-huh. have
0: to, you have to pay. You can swim all the way to the thing. Uh-huh. You're basically paying to exercise. You're a CrossFit Games athlete. Yeah, that's right. That's what you're saying. Yeah.
2: It was the cheapest exercise I paid for, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, but I get on this bounce house <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out there for maybe 15 minutes having a good time. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I fucking flip the thing. <laughs> like, oh, it, really? <laughs> 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 it flips. <laughs> Just two jacks for the
1: bounce house. <laughs> I was just too fat, man. <laughs> so it flipped it enclosed? instantly. Like what's the image? Is it just a flat platform or is it enclosed? No, Does it's like a, a it's like a ball that uh-huh. has things you can like climb and pull okay, yourself on top of. And yeah, it's yeah.
2: like the whole thing is like think of it like a seesaw, uh-huh. someone's yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. on the other side and you rock gotcha, back gotcha, and forth. Gotcha. Well it was just me on it uh-huh. and I was too heavy and I uh-huh. flipped it, yeah, it yeah. came unanchored and instantly jettisoned like out. Sort of just
1: drifting into the ocean. it
2: wasn't drifting. It, like, rocketed. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) There was, like, a wind, and the, like, wave was just moving out the right way. So I'm, like, watching Uh it leave. (laughs) The lifeguard's like, oh, shit. and like, takes off in his little boat to go Uh get it. He wasn't paying attention, so he doesn't know it was me. But looking
1: around. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just headed to find a new trade route to India. Yeah, so (laughs)
2: luckily they caught it. But just as they caught it. Like, they couldn't get it flipped over. Yeah, like, yeah. it was just done. It was decommissioned. <laughs> Good job. And So, like that family. basically, Italy zero, Chase one
1: is what oh, we're saying. It. You fucking took out their bounce house. I'm just glad I didn't get in trouble.
2: But, yeah, yeah. it was really hard to look at the <laughs> two little kids and their father that came up right afterwards. <laughs> and they're like, so can we not get on that? And I was like, no, nah, I, I think it's close for the day. They're like, oh, we want our nine
1: euros back. Thank you very much. Yeah, Uh, I think they're
0: closed for the day.
2: (laughs) So after I. You don't
1: want to go there. It smells like balls. (laughs) Meanwhile, Chase left another. Someone else's kid is on the bounce house. (laughs) Help! Did you guys hear something? No, I didn't hear anything at all. It's not important. The
2: sequel Uh,
3: to James and the Giant P. That's
2: right. James and the Bouncy, Bouncy House. Uh, So after after I ruined the beach, Mm -hmm. I uh, made it to Rome. Nice. And Rome was all right, it was dope. It's what you expect from the pictures. The Colosseum was super sick.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Did you eat carbs while um, you were in there? Nothing but carbs. Nothing but carbs. Nice. There was no no options for veggies (laughs) in Italy. Like, I ordered specifically grilled veggies with the calzone that I had. Uh Uh-huh. And they just brought out, like, sliced zucchini drenched in olive oil and balsamic. (laughs) I was like, this... (laughs) <laughs> this is you found the one way to make veggies not healthy. I ordered vegetables and they literally just brought a loaf of bread
1: with pasta stuck stuffed <laughs> into the top
2: of it and they're like vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. So, did you go to the Vatican? Uh, we went around the Vatican, but we didn't so wednesday was uh, a holiday for them that was they were celebrating the Uh, ascension of mary and that was also the same day we planned for the vatican yeah yeah. and they close it because of because it's important they love mary at the (coughs) vatican it's a big deal super into her so we got to check out saint peter basilica the saint peter's basilica which was um i mean honestly if you don't know anything about what's going on you're just like this is the vatican right
0: you might as well just think that's the vatican that's
2: that's Mm -hmm. what i thought Not really. Right, Chase, I know the difference.
1: Top 3 handstands. Places to
2: handstand in Italy. Oh, Give them the, to me. The top the top one was uh Alter della something Petra maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's this big open public space that, you know, taxes pay for and they keep it open 24/7 and you just go. There's a whole bunch of cool ass like statues mm-hmm. and shit you can check out and there's nobody around that says not the handstand walk. <laughs> so, it's this Giant open space, clearly, probably not supposed to handstand yeah. walk. And I did. But you did. And then I got yelled at about <laughs> it. And I promptly just went, uh, <laughs> I don't speak Italian. <laughs> 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 the guy's like, I said, don't handstand walk. I was like, I, I don't understand. They started, they're like, don't
1: handstand walk. You're like, Papa Americano. And
2: away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, I don't speak Italian. And then it's, like, it's pretty clear what he's saying. It's probably only objecting to that
2: one thing. Cool, yeah. man. Did you so. see any
0: like, l- did you go to any like museums or anything? Did you see like, did you see the David? Did you go see no, any like Michelangelo's shit?
2: I, I saw a lot of Michelangelo's shit, but it wasn't like at <laughs> a museum Did city. you go to the Sistine Chapel? No, that was closed. That was, that's also at the Vatican. Uh, so that's fine. It's whatever. I feel like I could see it better in pictures. That's I'm not, I have uh, no, re- I have no regrets yeah, of not yeah. seeing any of the historical shit. I, I would have liked to have seen David, but also I feel like Google can do better. Better yeah. justice by it. My, my vote seen is other don't before. do the Vatican. Just stay in the coast. Nice. Mm. That's the nice best way. Mm. I walked uh, the pathway of the gods. Mm. Well, I tried to walk the pathway of the gods. Mm-hmm. The people in Boomerano were like, hey, man, just get on this. It's a three-hour hike. Straight shot. You won't mm-hmm. fuck it up. You'll get in the N- nicelli mm-hmm. and then you can walk to Positano from there. It's like a you know, three-and-a-half-hour trip. And I spent five hours <laughs> and ended up in a town called Priano. Mm-hmm which isn't Positano, <laughs> 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 completely dehydrated, disoriented, and I was like, I'm getting on this fucking bus, and it's uh, just going to take me to wherever I'm going. Nice. I don't know what I hiked, in all honesty. I took a straight shot, did not end up where I was supposed to be. Nice.
0: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really good. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, this, this is a, a moment for me uh. Uh, as a proud father of Chase. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is his only his second time out of the country. The first time mm. being when we went to Iceland earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, mm-hmm. literally 10 months ago, no passport for this guy.
1: Yep. Yeah. That, would, that would mean that he's been out of the country twice as many times as I have. Yeah, same. Damn. here.
0: Neither uh, of you guys have traveled out of the country. I've well, spent four d- times well, in Iceland. We, yeah. we went to Iceland.
1: And mm-hmm. I was in Paris for four days once. And oh, that's so it. fuck
0: you guys. You guys have all been outside of the country. What? That's fine. I've been I mean, out twice. Twice
3: as much as we have. That's had. math,
0: Armin. you should go more often. Yes,
2: I should. I went to Italy... Thinking it would be like Iceland, like oh yeah, in Iceland, like everybody spoke English, like <laughs> <laughs> nah, not so much there. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Italians didn't give a shit. No, <laughs> They're no. like, get out of here with your American bullshit. Yeah, this yeah. isn't McDonald's. It's they have McDonald's. much... <laughs> it's La McDonald's. <laughs> I have a <laughs> slight.
3: It's a slight bit of Italian in me. Uh, and his name uh, is. <laughs> yes, my, my whole. Uh, oh yes, I know his name is yes, Father Romeo. And I, I can say that yes, they're not uh, not as into edumacation and such yeah. as uh, as the Icelanders are. Not as dedicated and studious.
0: Did you yeah. rent uh, any? Did you rent scooters and like scoot around the country?
3: No. That's
0: no
2: man. I mean, that's we the move. Straight
3: hoofed it because we're weird. fitness.
2: Yes. That's weird. And I, yeah, to you burn guys up were like working pizza. out and shit. Yeah,
1: it's strange. Did you go on a? Uh, uh, You know, like journey of actual self-actualization, a la Julia Roberts in Eat, Pray, Love, or Diane Lane in that movie that women go to Italy in movies. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Where they where they
0: uh, partake in Italian uh, delicacies like coffee, gelato, pasta, and men. Their their (laughs)
2: coffee is infuriating, man. It's supposed to be so tiny. It's supposed to be nice, and it's just like they bring it out. And it's maybe two ounces of coffee, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to enjoy it. That's why you got to order an americano. It's fr- frustrating! <laughs> you're like, you just, you, <laughs> if you go to them and you're like American coffee, they're like, ah, okay, and they just give you like triple the amount. Like, <laughs> see, that sounds awesome. That's that's the only way. And then their supermarkets are really frustrating. Like, instead of Nothing's having actual <laughs> meat. Well, no, instead of having actual meat, they're like everything's Italian here, food here. <laughs> here is deli meat that we packaged up uh-huh. to look like. Actual meat. And uh, it's okay, it's Fucking gross.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is one thing. I remember when I, I I remember noticing this when I was in Paris that the uh, the customer service that we're used to in America does not exist outside of America, and uh, this was especially and this is obviously evident in restaurants and things like that. But where I noticed it was especially relevant was uh, going into like supermarkets and things like that. The the cashiers are sitting down on stools. And so immediately the sense of urgency that a person who's standing to do their job is just gone. Like they kind of look like they're chilling out and they have a frown on their face and they're just moving at their own pace. You You are inconveniencing them. Yes, you are inconveniencing them. And every store closes at 3 p.m. in Paris because who would want to work after that? And... uh, (laughs) And just getting into like a four-person line to like buy something at a, a drugstore takes like about a half an hour because they are in no hurry to help you. That's uh, that's more
0: of a that is definitely a European thing, but it is compounded by the fact that the French are terrible. Yep.
2: So yeah, that, that was that was not the case in Italy. Mm. Like all the people at the supermarkets were super friendly. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand them, but they were really trying to help. Was yep.
0: siesta? Did siesta throw you off? Mm-hmm. How like everything just shuts down in the afternoon? Randomly, yeah. Like <laughs>
2: it didn't. Like I tried to figure out when exactly uh-huh. what happened, but it was, it was just kind of random. It's that excuse
1: that they pull at any time an American walks in. Sorry, it's siesta, but it's seven p.m. It's they,
2: like uh, they right. they also <laughs> don't start until really late either. Uh, like, yeah, all, yeah all dinner is at
0: advisors. like nine or ten, usually really late. That's yeah, frustrating. It's like all it's the weird. things
2: that we learned about health over here, the rest of the world doesn't abide by. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet,
0: they're Europe, never going
2: to have a Matt Fraser. That Europe way.
0: spit out Willie George. <coughs> right.
2: mm-hmm. George. That's right, Willie George. That's because Willie just tries to copy Matt. Uh,
0: Fraser. You <laughs> know, some would say, some would say that Kyle, you were at the Italy of the United States. I was in Seattle. It was in Seattle. And by yeah. some, I mean I just said that. Yeah,
1: well, you're you're not wrong. They. Uh, You know, Seattle shares many things with Italy. Italy's gray, rainy weather. Italy's legal marijuana. Italy's uh, history of grunge rock. Uh, Italy's... These are not Italian things. They have fish and... (laughs) In both places, right in um, Seattle,
0: the band in, in yes. Italy, the creature. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, no, it was fun. It was just good to be out of Texas, where it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's been averaging around two hundred and fifty degrees every afternoon. Satan's um, butthole weather. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and yeah, no, Seattle. It's interesting. It is cliche to say that there are Starbucks everywhere. You know, you've seen stand up comedians before. Uh, but when you go to Seattle, it's really fucking bizarre how many Starbuckses there are. Like, it's like in downtown Austin, there's a Starbucks every couple of blocks, you know, and you're like, oh man, there's Starbucks everywhere. In Seattle, there's a Starbucks on every block. Correct. There's, I literally.
0: Sometimes I, I, more I, than one on the same block.
1: I, I, exactly. I experienced the lived reality of I was eating a bagel and there was a Starbucks to my left. And across the street, Catacorner, there was another Starbucks. And I I've know that there. that sounds, yes. <laughs> that's and it's that's convenient. fucking <laughs> everywhere.
0: That's that's so fucking crazy. I remember yeah. I remember the first time uh, Katie and I went to Seattle. And I was like, I've heard there are a lot of Starbucks here. And then we had stumbled into a corner like that. And I fucking lost mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, this this isn't reality. Mm-hmm. This is a joke. Like, mm-hmm. I've stepped into the punchline of a comedian,
1: yeah, in the exactly. And I stood at my gate for my departing flight, and I was like, "I'm gonna get coffee." And I looked to my right and there was a Starbucks. Like like just a fucking stone's throw away, and I looked to my left, and equidistant there was another Starbucks, a stone's throw away. And by stone's throw away, I don't mean I could see it in the distance. I mean I could three two one go run touch one Starbucks, run the other, and return to where I was in probably under fifteen seconds. Like it was a it was it was bizarre. And I drank a lot of fucking coffee, and it was great. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Did you
0: go visit um, the Starbucks mecca, the original? On no, Pike Place? no,
1: I didn't. I heard I did go to that. It's apparently. Apparently it's near the fish market. Fish market's like a big thing there, so we went there. But it was a fucking zoo of people, obviously. And I heard someone else was telling me that there's like a huge line at Starbucks. It's not you know. even
0: a nice one. It's like yeah. the original one. It's kind of grungy and gross. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, There's always this crazy line because it's white girl mecca. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was it's the the good one. Mm. The good one at the Pike Place Market is the one uh, on First. Like that's uh, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's like right outside the big sign. That's okay. actually a pretty nice one. That's also a big. You
2: know, uh, touristy spot. Yeah, yeah. So, but similar to me, you mm. missed out on white girl Mecca and yes. I missed out on Catholic Mecca.
1: Oh, yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is weird because you're
2: super religious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you nice. would have,
2: have these what would Jesus do headbands. Right.
0: I, I, mean, I would have thought like the one thing you wouldn't mess up was going to.
2: No, on, honestly, the one thing I didn't want to mess up was the Coliseum yeah. because I just like. Well, that,
3: that's where Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris fought. So, yeah.
2: True. That's one hundred percent accurate. I could feel their like energy as soon as I walked in. If
1: he had to choose between the Vatican and dope
2: handstands, you got to go with dope handstands. Yeah. I'm oh just my saying. god, I would have handstand so hard in the Vatican. You would have really well. Done listen, it nothing.
0: There's nothing that uh, any entity related to. Uh, Catholicism or really any religion has ever said that is more true than the line from Gladiator what we do echoes in eternity
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is which is why you chose to worship at the feet of Maximus
2: as opposed 100%. to the feet of Jesus <laughs> mm-hmm. God bless also what why aren't you allowed to do handstands <laughs> in places <laughs> that that occurred to me I was like like Linda was like I don't I don't know if you should handstand here I was like well what What? People are walking on their feet. <laughs> what is wrong with walking on your hands? It doesn't present just, any more danger. There's
1: something. Exactly. It's like it's better for the ground than shoes because it's hands. Exactly. And I guess, I'm not damaging their property. There's. A, I guess there's a potential for energy. It's funny. I remember this story from high school. I had a uh, a, a spry, an athletic friend who during a, a, a one, and he was, you know.
2: Uh, one Rich Froning, and, your and, high school friend. That's right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and like all high school students, he's just desperate for attention and validation like we all were and so he gets up at lunch and does a handstand in the middle of the lunch table and uh then he gets and like he gets called over by the fucking police state that's in every high school fucking <laughs> lunchroom. It's just like anything that stands out, you just gotta fucking get that shit under wraps. So and he and I remember saying like he ended up getting like after school detention for doing the handstand. They're really policing these handstands, and they said when after school detention they had to like write an essay about because it was like just the generic thing that you give, and it was like what you did, why it was wrong, and who you hurt by doing it, or some <laughs> sort of was like the essay prompt, and he's like, <laughs> he had to write an essay about why doing a handstand hurt people. Okay. So.
2: S- Segway, do you remember, maybe not, because you guys are a couple of years older than me, but yeah. there was the mm-hmm. zip-off jeans that turned into shorts. Mm-hmm. Do you remember these? Mm-hmm. I had those in second grade and zipped them off during the middle of class and got, like, had to do that after, oh, really? after school. I got sent to the principal's <laughs> office because, like, Two girls in the in the class were like, "Chase is strip," like they were yelling it, making it into a oh, big yeah. scene. I was just hot, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. second grade thoughts, just
1: super fucking. Yeah, and I had
2: I had to write like a right. sincere like letter about. You know, name yeah, some names chase, chase let's is, find them on Facebook
1: chase is like the only man <laughs> who has to deal with like the idea of like a very confused relationship with his own sexuality he's a he's burgeoning sexuality in the way that a woman does because it's simultaneously there's there's wanted attention and wanted attention like he wants to explore this new power that he has but he's also afraid of it at the same time so in the same way that a girl who wears a short, sh- short skirt and a low top has to deal with all these confusing uh, reactions chase, by virtue yeah. of his genetic gifts, had to deal with the exact same thing.
0: As opposed to the Bogart brothers, yes. who were gifted with the, uh, with, the, with the presence of being behemoths in high school, <laughs> or, or an Amirian who was just an undersized nerd in high school. None of us had to deal with this shit. Yeah,
3: don't forget, I was not a behemoth in high school or for most school. I was a year younger than everybody. That's so true. I was just fat and undeveloped. <laughs> yes. Those are my, my only assets.
1: And I was just a little. I was just a little string bean. I was just a little string bean back then.
4: Oh, so.
0: I actually had a guy in our uh, in our high school class get suspended because he jumped. So our the gymnasium had like a promenade, like a mezzanine mm-hmm. that you can like look out onto the whatever. He okay. jumped from the mezzanine down oh. onto the gymnasium floor. Oh, Jesus! But well, his, how far like, was the drop? It's like second story to first story.
1: That's a lot of drop
0: but here's the here's the the caveat the yeah, caveat is well both his legs so. no the caveat is he was at, in high school working as a stunt person and he was a professional skateboarder so he, oh, if there's anyone yeah. who was athletically inclined to do that <laughs> shit, he literally was like we were there for for like PE our entire yeah. class was there and he's like I could jump off that and everyone's like yeah we know man like you're really good at this and he's <laughs> you like have yeah, nothing no, left to prove seriously I can jump off that and so he went up there and and we we're like Okay, and then he just jumped off and he landed, like, stuck the landing, stood up, and then the, like, the somehow <laughs> vice Some principal person. just, like, peeks his head around the corner. Shane, come here! And he's <laughs> like, oh, man,
1: damn it. Uh, we were all so desperate back then for, like, anything. I am so, so... So thankful that Facebook didn't happen until after I graduated from high school. I would have been a fucking mess. We yeah. all would have been a mess. I can't even imagine Chase. You experienced it. I guess you did too, Armin. Right? You had
2: no. Facebook
0: in high school. Facebook uh, Facebook launched on my freshman year of college. And
2: I was in West Virginia, which still doesn't have internet, so <laughs> it's not a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's uh, it's a weird. That's a, it's like the uh, the two things that I'm kind of grateful for is I didn't have to deal with social media mm-hmm. in school. Because even until I graduated college, I didn't really give a shit about yeah, yeah. Facebook or Instagram or anything. It's a
3: thing you and all of humanity, pr- older now. than you, yeah. can be grateful for. And yes. then
0: the second thing is Katie and I started dating before. or uh, Yes, Katie and I started dating before like Tinder was a thing. Oh, yes. Because I feel like that
1: probably would have ruined my life. Yeah. Oh, it's. Uh It has an effect. uh, (laughs) Did you guys just hear Katie? (laughs) (laughs) Katie goes, I would have loved it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
2: avoided it intentionally. I've never, I've never been on any of those sites. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm that's am terrified a, of them.
0: That's a well, yeah. Well, fuck you, uh, Chase. Uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like that really, your abs and pretty face are gonna be like you're just gonna be inundated with women yes. sending you messages. My life is
1: like t- it's just like when you when you're just having to bat it away constantly. Why introduce another channel for pussy to just come at me in waves all the time? Just like there's only so much ass I can crush with this mallet. Like, why would I invite more? Open your open your phone and it's like, oh man, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns on his phone and it gets so hot he has to drop it immediately. Uh, yeah. No, I can say that that was an interesting... I, I just got we have talked about, won't we'll get into it, but just got dropped into all that shit much much later because, you know, I had been married and then divorced and all of a sudden I was a 27-year-old man who just had Tinder and um, and no control. And just zero... <laughs> yes, true, his face and just had built now. up and then built up zero amount of self control when it came to like dating or anything, had no like lived experience <laughs> like, of like why you should or shouldn't date just certain people.
0: Stunted emotional growth exactly zero control Inter- combines really well the with the emotional intelligence
1: apps. of like a seventeen year old. So it was perfect. Wow,
0: you got to seventeen? Well, that's impressive. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I mean the, there's only one there's only one person that I know. Two people now because they're together that I know actually successfully navigated the dating app world mm-hmm. and they used Bumble mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's uh, Giannis and his girlfriend yeah and well uh, Karen
1: and I also met on Bumble oh that's
0: right you yeah. guys well there you mm-hmm. go so there's only four two mm-hmm. couples that I know four people who have successfully navigated that mm-hmm. that world and uh, watching Giannis mm-hmm. as like his his like designer scientist brain mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of play around with like, what order should I put these pictures in? Yes. How, like just the, a the, lot of thought. Yeah, goes I don't, into I don't it. need so that much thought. And he, he like, he so perfectly created his <laughs> bumble profile to o- attract
1: only the right type of people. And I was like,
2: yeah, this, but is, Giannis this, is, this is, is also another one of those guys where it's like,
1: here's how Giannis created the perfect bumble profile. <laughs> he put pictures of himself on <laughs> his bumble profile.
2: Step, That's right. Step one. It's Be- like, <laughs> obnoxiously attractive German man. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Step one:
0: know how to smolder into the camera. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fuck
1: you, Giannis. For yeah. for, for listen, yes, uh, for for the listening audience who's unfamiliar, Giannis ha- faces similar challenges to Chase when it comes to uh, these sorts of things. Giannis just puts a picture of himself with no shirt on, and he's fine. Just fine. I I had to think about what photos mm-hmm. to put on there. I
3: think I'm the equivalent I mean. of the girls who take uh, photos for their Tinder profiles at an upward diagonal right. angle with a little half smirk. Right. One of my buddies. Beware of those. One of my
0: yes. buddies when he was um, when he was he was exploring the dating app world. Uh, he had just kind of gotten into CrossFit and had like lost a bunch of weight and was was getting into uh, into a lot of, like really good shape, and he was like. Dude, I can't fucking do this anymore. I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like this these dating apps are fucking killing me. Like I I matched with this girl and he's like he put a bunch of CrossFit stuff in his mm-hmm. cuz like that's what that's the vibe that he wanted. He wanted yeah. like a you know, someone with similar sensibilities. And she asked him how many muscle ups he can do. <laughs> and when he said, "Oh, I, I don't have one yet," she just stopped talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I don't know if you really, I don't think you wanted to talk to her to begin with." Yeah. yeah. But if if we're combining like just the shameless, uh, heartless bullshit that comes with like anonymous communication, uh-huh. along with the fitness shaming, fitness shaming, that's involved, <laughs> You're just you're just, that's just a concoction
2: for disaster. That yeah, is yeah.
0: not going to go well for society or individuals. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, that's a bad move. In, yeah. In all she, fairness, I don't want to talk to a guy that...
3: If you're going to... No, my strategy for CrossFit on that is to bury the CrossFit deep into it there. Right. Yeah, you So do. that it attracts primarily CrossFit women who've dick. never heard of CrossFit or only seen it on TV. But then when they see CrossFit as a little nugget towards the end, it's, oh... Maybe he's not as fat as he looks in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: You, uh,
0: I mean, I don't know if you want to share, but Cliff, you had some pretty shit online dating recently,
3: did you? Well, I made a mistake getting back to the dating world with OK Cupid, which doesn't work really well for a variety of reasons. Because for
0: it's full of uh, Russian bots. Yeah,
3: full of Russian bots, and also way too much work for way too little reward. Plus, I'm not thinking it attracts the best kind of people in terms of uh, stick Um Yeah, follow through. You should Would well, you, you should. Uh,
2: you should join. Only.
3: <laughs> I was going to say. What's I was going to say try Farmers try only? the <laughs> themed
0: versions of these uh, dating apps, like Farmers Only or Christian uh, Mingle. Yes. I would suggest both of those <clears throat> because you're really getting a uh, a committed, mm-hmm. conservative,
2: and uh, and slice. it gives you right off the bat. It gives you something to target. Just be like. Did you research, research you a little too? bit about farms? For, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I don't think
3: I don't think I could fake uh, proper interest in either farms or Christianity. There, <laughs> yeah, be. but
0: you could be the, uh, you know how like when um, in high school you guys get the uh, exchange student. And they're not particularly handsome or interesting, mm-hmm. but just because they have an accent, all mm-hmm. the girls are like, oh, my God, Fernando, or whatever the fuck yeah, their yeah. names are. Mm-hmm. That's, That's how you would be Fernando. in that world. That's how you would be in that world. That Like, someone would message you, and they'd be like, so, you got a diesel for your farm? And you're like, I don't fucking farm. And you'd be <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about your pigs. Mm. It's an
1: interesting it's an interesting psychological profile to think about though is like the woman who or the man who is goes on to farmers only because it's like I am really want to limit my options to this correct <laughs> to only agricultural interests that's the sole common denominator between me and all future potential partners. You, you, you know
3: who would be interested in that, though? Uh, oddly enough, uh, this is going to sound bizarre, I just was Daniel. Uh, just saw uh, <laughs> Tanya Harding the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the, uh, she was at a Q&A screening of I Tanya, And you know what? I think she would be, if she were still single and dating, exactly the kind of person on Farmers Only. Mm-hmm. The first question she asked her uh, now husband was, uh, what kind of car you drive? And if he answered anything but a truck, she would not have given him a second glance. Does <laughs> she so, need
2: help with moving?
3: <laughs> no, no, no. She just is, if you've seen I, Tanya, she's surprisingly like the character in the movie. In other uh, words, very redneck. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, except northern redneck, so it doesn't quite have so the So what accent. you're saying
1: is that Tanya Harding, who had many accusations in the early 90s, leveled against her for being, uh, for being white trash, that she is in fact... <laughs> White trash. <laughs> Whoa. That's the out. idea. She,
3: she's pleasant white trash. Okay. She's very pleasant and charming, but... Uh, she's white it, garbage. Uh, white
0: uh, garbage. But, uh, that's her, that's her, actually her how her I classify myself as well. She's a
1: hot mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's
0: She's white refuse. Uh, <laughs>
3: But her prospective husband would have to be uh have a truck and be into camo. Uh-huh. Otherwise just was a no go. Oh, the camo was a real part of it? Has she yes. thought about oh, moving Jesus. to Cookville?
0: <laughs> yeah, she might yeah. fit in in the South. Yes, I know. And I, I know an entire city full of or town full of uh rednecks in Tennessee <laughs> that, <laughs> that she I would love fit right camo. in.
2: That's right. And are really fit. Yeah. Super fit.
0: Um I uh, I was in LA and then in Vegas. I don't know, did I say that already? You yes. mentioned it, but yeah. Uh, I did nothing Nothing that is uh, particularly worth
2: talking did about. Did you go to the, Lu- the Luxor? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Name the one building I know about. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, we did not go to Luxor. <laughs> uh, we went to Aria, I want to mm. say. Uh, we were in LA because uh, it was my uh, nephew's christening Katie oh. and Arnell godparents, which is great. Cool. Um, and that entire process is interesting because if you guys know, I'm Armenian. Mm -hmm. and uh well there's there's a whole (laughs) lot yeah armin is armenian uh there's a whole lot of uh traditional um uh, like processes involved here armenian culture and and the religion Mm -hmm. like not catholicism it's like eastern orthodox is very closely intertwined Mm -hmm. so there's uh there's like a uh what's the what's the word that i'm looking for like uh there's like a series of steps for everything there's like mm-hmm. this, this process not process i said that earlier ritual uh, ritual that's right go. that's Damn the word nice. I'm looking for there's like rituals around everything and the c- the type of christianity that armenians uh practice is very very ritualistic and uh well that's how i found myself wearing a robe a mm-hmm. uh, very colorful golden and uh, crimson robe please mm-hmm. some of those pictures uh oh i'm sure there are pictures katie probably has some on her mm-hmm. phone oh she yes. was she was up there with me so mm-hmm. i don't think she, she had anything on her phone but there's definitely plenty of pictures and uh, trying to recite uh, very complicated to me Armenian words, uh, which was, you know, th- it's, it was it an was mm-hmm. experience. It was definitely an experience. I sweated my ass off, but mm-hmm. it was definitely worth it. Um, you know, Godfather.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Are you going like to guy. raise him in
0: the Lord? Uh, <laughs> that is apparently one of my responsibilities, <laughs> <laughs> according to I the priest. I did not know
1: that until I already had the robe on, the so I felt too embarrassed like, to act surprised. The
0: priest was like, uh, you know that. This you are going to be leading him in a life of Christ, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, of course. Totally. Of course I'm gonna lead him in the life of Christ as I put all the drugs and porn <laughs> away. Like he doesn't need these right now. It's He's like, like cancel
2: the subscription later. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, yeah. uh
0: I guess I'm just gonna take his Pornhub account for from him. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, little guy, you'll have to wait for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh that that happened. That was exciting. Dope.
1: Uh so you were and then what was Vegas about?
0: Oh, cousin's birthday. Oh, cool. We went pretty fucking ham. That was great. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh more more god talk. Lots of god talk. <laughs> uh Sunday night clubs in yeah. well, it was Sunday night, right? Yeah. Sunday night clubs in Vegas. Yeah. Not bumping. No. Mm. Not bumping at all. But, Crazy how that but works. But if you show up mm. and you're ready to fucking make it bumping, <laughs> you can make it bumping. It was great. Yes. It was really it was really fun. And they um They're from Austria, Mm -hmm. so they're European. Uh huh. And uh, they they enjoy the discotheques, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) And so we we had a really good time. Nice. uh, You know, having way too much to drink, Mm -hmm. way too many expensive shots, and dancing. Um, In fact, if you guys didn't know, next time you're in uh, Vegas, there Mm -hmm. is a secret pizza parlor in the Cosmopolitan, the top floor of Mm the little like restaurant shopping area in the casino mm-hmm. there's a secret pizza parlor it's called secret pizza there's no sign there's nothing but you'll see it you'll know it it's pretty fucking good at four o'clock in the morning nice. in case you're wondering or any pizza. It turns, or,
1: out it, it turns out this was just a Papa John's that you found, but yeah. you were inebriated <laughs> enough that you were like, we found a secret pizza place. There's no sign. There's the sign, Armin. There's no sign. The narrator, <laughs> there was a
0: sign. It's not a secret. It's
1: definitely a sign. We explained to him several times he was just in a Papa John's. Yeah. Uh, that secret ingredients, secret
2: pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John's. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was that was pretty
2: uh, cool. That was pretty dope. cool.
0: Very little fitness being done on my end.
1: Yeah. Well you did post the video of you talking to Brent fukowski which was fun. That uh, was we cool. never talked about that. Yeah. That yeah, was I, a fun uh,
0: interview. Uh I I got a chance the last day I was in Madison, the the day I was flying out. I was it flying like a Monday. Yeah, uh it was about that was the Monday. Um last year when I was in Madison uh, Brent had just finished in second place and I had a flight out at like 1 p.m. or something mm-hmm. and I texted her I was like hey man like you know can I like do you have any time I'd love to come by and just like say congratulations because we had spent a lot of time like we'd gone gone and done that documentary with him and then mm-hmm. I had been talking to him constantly in the season so it was like you know I, I had a vested interest in mm-hmm. Brent Fukowski. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, we're we're just having lunch uh, at this at the hotel. Like, it's me, and, it's me and Claire and the and my parents. Like, y- you should come by." And uh, I was running late for my flight, so I couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. I, I I missed out on the opportunity to go say what's up. Uh, this year, I had a later flight, and you know he 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 got fourth place via tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Like he, he didn't he like, like tied for third, but got fourth place via tiebreaker. And then when I texted him in the morning, he, he was obviously really polite and good but i was like maybe i should just give him his space and then he texted me he was like hey do you want to come by the hotel on your way to the airport i was like yeah man whatever i'll just i'll I'll meet you out there so i went out there and uh uh got a chance to just kind of sit with him in the hotel and Mm -hmm. just talk to him for a little bit about uh the games and stuff and that video has done really well i was surprised because it was kind of long yeah It was like it's like sixteen or seventeen minutes long, but it ended up it ended up doing really well. But it has Brent Vakowski But it has Mm Vakausky, which is which is really what the key is there. It has yep. in it.
1: And you're you inadvertently set up the camera in such a way that it creates a forced perspective effect that makes you look like a teeny tiny hobbit <laughs> and Brent Fikowski look like a giant titan <laughs> a giant of a man human
0: being. That's right. That's right. That was a great screenshot and yes. a fantastic reference. Well yes. done. Kyle.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Check uh, at Mr. Kyle Bogart for my side by side comparison. But that is a fun effect just slightly favors him you're sitting slightly further from camera and it looks like he's seven feet tall and you're five foot four
0: yeah the strange the strangeness of like wide angle lens plus angles plus yeah it was uh it worked out really well of course
1: totally on purpose it was good to see that uh his take on uh on the announcement of who got third was exactly what it looked like which was uh the notion that yeah pretty when they announced that i it was a tie i knew immediately who won because what's his name uh lucas uh, lucas uh, had a first-place finish. So I knew that Lucas did not seem to know. <laughs> and then he heard his name, and he got really excited. And yeah. then it hadn't happened yet. And uh, all accountant that accountant
3: brain of his doing those lightning-fast calculations.
0: Right. Way too smart. In fact, he just recently launched this thing. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him too much about mm-hmm. it to figure out what it is, but um, he launched this thing called The Professor Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get I mean, ads for it. If you like, yeah, if you like him... If you like Brent Fikowski, he's doing this thing called the Professor Project, which I'm assuming is going to probably have some sort of, you know, programming or mindset it's stuff just, on this.
2: It's it. just offloading of all the extra accountant work. Is that Maybe way <laughs> you can train that, more full time. That, <laughs> that could be That could be it.
0: So, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and I also got a chance to do uh, that video about Patrick Vellner, his like three wacky. Wacky, unlucky mm. moments on yep. the weekend mm-hmm. uh, from fucking getting his bike exploded Dude, when he plate. turned oh, oh. into <laughs> the plate was the best part. The, the plate was so good, it shot across <laughs> the the floor in a way that I've never seen a rolling yep. plate do.
1: That that plate I, was I on the verge of I better falling. footage available
2: of that happening. Yeah, I, I can I, just feel the anger that like Patrick had to have had during that moment, like when yep. he went to grab the plate and it's not there, and he's just like. Why God? Because it's important. <laughs>
1: it's important to remember that it's not only a super competitive setting, and obviously it is. But every little bit of distance, when you're super tired, feels like a huge burden. Like if you, like when and you like you're trying, trying to sprint, like if you take your chalk, <laughs> like I have a little Tupperware thing, I put my chalk in, so I will get my chalk out, and I like throw it into the, I like release it, so it goes back into the bin, and it'll like hit the edge and roll five feet away, and it just fucking just crushes my (laughs) spirit because I'm like, I have to walk all the way over there to get the chalk next time if I'm in the middle of a workout and it feels like a huge burden. So I can only imagine final event, CrossFit games. He's probably pretty tired in the middle of that workout after having just ascended a pegboard multiple times and picked up a bunch of kettlebell 400-pound deadlifts. He puts the plate down and it rolls 30 feet away from him.
0: Did Uh, did um, Did I mention last time we recorded that I saw him in the airport?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah so I, I saw that pic actually yeah i I, t-
0: I never posted it. i texted it to chase mm-hmm. i took a selfie with him and jordan cook and uh mm-hmm. i think C- cody was in there as well yeah cody mooney uh anyway i was like you know madison is not a large city mm-hmm. and the airport is not a large airport so if you're leaving the day after the games it's you're, the
1: fittest airport
0: in the world it is the fittest airport <laughs> in the world you are going to run into a whole lot of fucking people cool and uh I saw, I saw Patrick. He was waiting in line for a sandwich. And I just kind of like waved <laughs> uh-huh. at him or whatever, and then like we we like went in different directions. And then uh, I ran to somebody else, and I was talking to somebody else, and I was going to go off to my gate, and I saw him walking back to the sandwich place, and I was like, "Didn't you?" He's like, "Yeah, no, I have to go pick it up now." I was just ordering it. He's like, "Walk with me," and I was like, "Okay, cool." So mm-hmm. I spent like half an hour just hanging out with with him as people were like shaking his hand and like taking pictures no, with yeah, yeah. him and shit. And uh, uh, he he was he was really fucking funny. That's when I found out that he got he bruised his lung. He was mm-hmm. like coughing up blood after oh, that really? fall. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know the blood Coughing part. up blood after that fall. He was coughing
3: awesome. up blood, but his lungs still managed to do CrossFit for yes. a his, that time. Okay. The, the That's how much fitter he is than all. <laughs> <this>. oh, <dude. laughs>
0: Talk about fucking toughness. The yeah. he was saying the doctors were like, "You should probably not exercise," and he was like. How much worse is it going (laughs) to (laughs) get? So, uh, and he had to leave that day because he was back in the office, like working
2: Mm. the Tuesday morning. Yeah. yeah, So he was him with like a a fucking tie on it. Yeah. He was
0: back wearing his suit and tie. uh, Also coughing up blood. (laughs) Also coughing up blood. Um, Yeah. So it was, it was just really interesting talking to him and, and kind of like you know getting getting his mindset and picking his brain about sort of like how strange and wacky all those all those things were and he was telling a yeah. story about how he goes is like it, it got so bad like the unlucky uh, the unlucky moments got so bad that when they would go back after events and he would jump into an ice tub he's like people like other athletes would be making jokes like don't leave patrick alone don't <laughs> leave him alone or he might drown in there <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so messed uh, up it's man. pretty
3: pretty yeah. fucked up A couple side, oh, oh go ahead oh sorry just hopefully with all the cameras they had around there shooting for the next year's kind of mediocre crossfit movie they'll yes. have enough footage of that plate rolling to make an interesting sequence out of it. Unfortunately,
1: it will be too interesting for inclusion within the film.
3: But here's my thought, actually, which would benefit both CrossFit and myself. Hey, CrossFit, I'm a really, really good editor. Much better (laughs) than anyone who edits that stuff. Here's a proposal. All the footage you shot for that CrossFit movie, toss it to me on some drives... Are you and, listening, and CrossFit? Listen, CrossFit, and thirty thousand dollars. Also, and that. six months from now, or four months from now, you will get back a really good and interesting and fun CrossFit film. No questions asked. This is true. Now,
0: you may not know. Do you know that that what you're asking might uh, have to become a reality at some point? Yeah, it probably hope so. should uh rumor mill guys
3: yeah do it
0: throw this is the end of the episode we've lost all of our fake listeners who Perfect. just only listen for the first this like, is 20 your minutes. reward for sticking here's around. your reward for sticking around through all of our uh, Italy talk and Seattle yes. talk and high school God talk I, talk I wish something interesting had happened, happened in Seattle
2: talk. guys I really do that God talk
0: you, if you made it if Forgot you made it stuff, to this though. point of the oh, episode right. allow me to allow me to start some fucking crazy rumors uh crossFit. As we know it, earlier this week, changed forever. Mm. It will literally never be the same. And there will be a moment years down the line mm-hmm. when people will look back at what happened earlier this week mm-hmm. as the sea change for where CrossFit went five, ten years from now. Mm-hmm. Greg Glassman has uh, emerged from the shadows and taken control of his company again oh. and laid off a fuck ton of people. Really? Fuck ton. Uh-huh. Most of them working in the media department. Ooh. We're talking dozens. Uh-huh. Like the last number that I heard was in the mid forties.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and the great purge,
2: th- it was the one that we experienced, similar to what we've experienced. Right. Yeah. Except
0: this was uh, this is, Guys, this let's is totally all go different. work
2: for CrossFit.
0: Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of different, you know, this is this is a big deal. It's uh, this. I, I know for a fact that this has happened. The um, reasoning behind it is unclear, mm-hmm. although we can infer some things. Uh, a couple things to point out is that Greg Glassman recently made an announcement Saying that the CrossFit Games will allow transgender athletes to compete in whatever uh, mm-hmm. division they want to, and that in and of itself is like is news, right? But the news behind the news there is that that is the first time since 2009 that greg glassman has involved himself in the crossfit games mm-hmm. in any way shape or form mm-hmm. other than physically being at the open announcement or physically being at the games here and there mm. the first time since 2009 that greg glassman has actually associated himself mm. with the crossfit games um, glassman's big thing was this whole licensure issue going mm-hmm. on with with uh, crossfit right and then this licensure issue has resolved itself; it's no longer a big threat. And now he's going after uh, health, diabetes, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And as we all know, the games are not a very good representation of CrossFit as a health program. Mm. The games are like a kind of like hyper sexyized marketing mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. See, si. uh, so Castro is sort of like the heart and soul of what the CrossFit games were and have become, mm-hmm. Greg Glassman isn't a huge fan of what that has looked like and doesn't really like the media that is being put out around
1: it and why
0: all that focus is happening. So,
1: what, do you, what do you mean by that? When you say he's not a big fan of the media surrounding it, you mean just the idea as such of putting so much emphasis in the brand on the hyper elite athletes or do you mean the way in which they're presented, or more—that's uh, that's, on that's one of the things that
0: that's one of the that's one of the things without any real clarity, mm. without really knowing what the issue is. Like I, I don't, I, I wasn't there in the meeting. I'm I'm mm. hearing a lot of things secondhand. So
1: he's somehow displeased with the presentation of right. uh, the, uh, the CrossFit games.
0: He's displeased with the presentation of the CrossFit games with the media department uh, that are that. Uh, and my under this is my understanding of what uh-huh. is transpiring is that he's not a huge fan of how it's all been going out, and is is not only trying to to route the ship in a different direction probably towards CrossFit health mm-hmm. as the main uh, sort of like thing that CrossFit is known for yeah, yeah. as opposed to the CrossFit games but also in uh, sort of like the the messaging behind the crossFit games mm-hmm. hasn't really been his favorite thing for a long time which is why he's focusing on you know let's he, he he's essentially coming back from being not like he's an owner but he mm-hmm. was absentee. Right. And it it now seems that Greg Glassman not only has a vision for where he wants CrossFit to go, but that that direction is not where CrossFit has been going. And he's actively moving it into where he wants it to go. And Mm. it started with, you know, the hint of it was this announcement about transgender athletes Mm -hmm. because the news there is that he's actually participating and and associating with the games in Mm -hmm. a way. And the second part of it is this like culling of the media department, Mm -hmm. and uh, whose main jobs have been pumping out just hours and hours and hours and hours of yeah. media around. The so
1: games. we don't think that this the layoffs in the media department are not are they purely based on I mean I know uh, is the idea that they're more based on the type of content or is there some sort of financial crisis that has led to the calling of the media department?
0: Um I that's a good question. I don't yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Again, yeah. like the the fact that I have is uh, is is the the main sort of fact is uh CrossFit has had uh, a sea change by sh- by removing mm-hmm. a mass amount of its employees yeah, yeah. specifically from the media department yeah. uh, I don't know exactly everybody that was uh, laid off I don't know I don't know the exact reasons why but mm-hmm. based off of all the rumors that I've been hearing over the past like year to year and a half mm. plus sort of what has been happening over the past month and the other people that I'm talking to, who uh, maybe are privy to, like, other pieces of information, whatever their interpretations are, and they're sharing with me. Like, what I'm gathering is it seems like CrossFit is is shifting its focus mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is coming directly from Greg Glassman's desire to yep. shift CrossFit's focus. And as the sole owner of CrossFit, mm-hmm. this is exactly what he wants to do. He wants to put CrossFit in a position to, like, go in his direction. yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I think I think down the line, this is going to be a huge moment. Like, no, no. you know, it's going to be something that probably isn't necessarily uh, talked about. I imagine there'll be some news articles written about it. Mm-hmm. I imagine someone will talk about it at some point. But, uh, man, I am... I'm really interested to see where it goes. Yeah,
1: I'm curious if it is it just about. Uh, cause I'm curious, is it the idea that he's unhappy with the direction of the media that CrossFit has been putting out with regard to CrossFit, uh, apart from the games, or is it specifically games media that he has, or is it the, the idea that he wants CrossFit as such to want to to represent non-games related things in a more you know uh, uh, I don't know.
0: Way that's a great question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think um, I think it, his he's never really given a shit about the games. Yeah. Um, you know, Greg Glassman has kind of always seen the games as like a sideshow. Mm. And I think rightfully so he is more worried about what type of a positive impact mm-hmm. CrossFit can have on the health of the world yeah, yeah. as opposed to on elite athletics mm-hmm. or elite fitness. And I think that he's, he's sort of just, putting himself in a position to be like, all right, well, this is the direction we're going in now, and no one can say
1: otherwise. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I'm wondering if he was internal opposition or something that he was... Because it seems to me, as just the casual observer, that there's... The media that's being produced by CrossFit, or at least the stuff that they put up on YouTube and they put up on their stuff, is he- uh, the, the stuff that is not on like games.crossfit.com.
3: You know, is is
1: he- there is already a heavy emphasis on you know the average CrossFitter on health and well-being, on people who have you know fixed all sorts of things. So I'm wondering what is the grievance, or is the grievance you know just that he was facing opposition and pushing in that direction or something? It'd be very interesting to see. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of
0: details I'm not privy to. Um. Yeah. A lot of things that i don't exactly know and this is just kind of uh inference based off of some rumors that i've heard and mm-hmm. um yeah i'm very curious to see where it all goes very yeah. very curious to see where it all goes yes yes, yes. uh you know I, th- I think there's potential for you know one of the things that i've been hearing over the past couple of years is uh, is crossfit games moving away from an uh regional system mm. uh possibly moving into kind of like an event-based qualifier, points-based qualifier, kind Hmm. of like NASCAR. Where you participate in part- in uh, like a series of events C- over the course of the year, over the mm. course of the year, score points yeah. and then Back. qualify for the games based super off those expensive. points. Yeah, super expensive. competitive. Exactly. Yeah. It's that that's what makes it that's well.
1: Unless and then obviously that would assume that they have uh, a similar sort of situation where everyone's self funding the whole time. Whereas if it becomes more of a season, are there potentially more opportunities for people to earn money? But that does it only apply to those who are already? Operating at a super elite level, and right. that the barrier for entry financially becomes much greater, you know, or something like that. Right. You know?
0: I'm I'm not I'm not sure what the relationship of this news with the um, with that mm-hmm. potential uh, is, but I know that you know I, I would be very very surprised if a few years from now the games looked continued to look as it has in the past couple mm-hmm. of years. I'd be very surprised. I think, I think like a it's inevitable,
2: point, right? It's kind of like every year it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah,
0: I, I imagine the open will continue. I think the open is an interesting format and yeah, something yeah. that they get a ton of participation for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I would be very surprised if if open regionals games exclusively as the CrossFit game season stayed the same.
1: Yeah, we never got the chance to talk about it, but the, the like the the transgender athlete thing is an interesting announcement. Um, you know, and it took like it initially kinda threw me for a second and then I sort of ran it through like my internal glassman computer and it makes a lot of sense because <laughs> You know, um yes, my my internal Glassman. well, it's like after like I feel like I have a good proxy for Glassman in like the back of my brain from having read and watched so many things, especially because he was much more present on the site in like the early days. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was uh, crossfit in
3: the early he was days, exactly, yeah.
1: and it's just like the only thing he ever cared about with the games was who ended up on top of the podium, and I just think it's the kind of thing where he th- where it's like w- rather than feeling threatened by the idea of transgendered athletes participating, it's like the the type of person who can end up even qualifying for the games, much less to be in, like, say, the top 10 of the games are so like, statistically rare just across a population. Like, there's so few people who can do that and they're so hyper, hyper, hyper fit relative to the average, relative to the average person that even if someone, let's say, a male to female transgender athlete qualifies for regionals or qualifies for the games, you know, the likelihood that, uh, again, because again, transgender people just across population are relatively rare, not as, but they're significantly less rare than the people who are that, uh, who are kind of that, that, that fit, who is a very, very very rare person that the likelihood say that someone who is a transgender athlete, like for instance, the the, the concern, the kind of the 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 Fallon Fox concern, who is the transgender male to female uh, athlete, who is very controversial, obviously because the i basically the argument was made that you know oh it's a man who transitioned to be a woman still possesses these unique physical capacities that a man possesses and therefore is beating up on women wouldn't really it might have an impact over smaller things in the CrossFit Games, like who qualifies for regionals or where your ranking is in the open, but the likelihood of it having any kind of significant impact on you know who actually qualifies for the games or who ends up at the top 10 at the games or who ends up at the podium on the games just seems statistically improbable. Sure. And so it makes sense that if it doesn't affect that variable, then like I'm sorry if you somewhere, and we all know who we're talking about, uh, the... What's I freaking forgot his name Laura the guy the, no no the guy who got fired from CrossFit oh, yeah. the Russell, Gr- Berger. Russell Berger oh yeah no mm-hmm. well, no we're talking about it. it's like I'm sorry Russell Berger if you have a problem with the idea of like someone who was born you know biologically male competing in the open and ranking ahead of other people but it ultimately doesn't affect the outcome of the games so it doesn't ultimately matter all that much yeah. and so it's easier just to allow that thing to happen and play out naturally
0: I mean it it, it doesn't matter uh because it won't make any difference mm-hmm. but the only the only side that is going to suffer the only side that has a potential mm-hmm. of suffering any sort of unfairness is the women's division yeah exactly. uh-huh. like on the men's side you can i, I you can invite any female competitor yep. to to come mm-hmm. in to be male tra- transgender male to come in and compete against males yep. and they'll beat a lot of men but they'll never beat the best men yep uh just because you know Physically, it's not going to be the same. And My it does. On
2: Laura Horvath, she could definitely do it. Yes, this is true, dude. She could crush. Yeah, but, she's, you know, something.
0: She's too tall. She's taller than Matt Fraser. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. But Parked that's the,
1: but that's the thing is that I just don't see it affecting the outcome of the games. I just see it be so improbable, and therefore, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a wash. It doesn't you know. it doesn't it, it that's that's the thing. Listen, I I don't think I don't think that it's um, I don't think that that someone could make a a straight faced argument that they're other than you know testosterone levels or mm-hmm. whatever they're using as like the marker mm-hmm. there is no difference between men and women i think yep. that's a really silly argument to make and mm-hmm. I, I think that's um that's not a good scientific basis mm-hmm. to like make decisions like this mm-hmm. uh i think there's several examples like fallon fox or um uh who is the kiwi the kiwi Laura, Laura Hubbard, Hubbard, Laurel Hubbard, uh, mm-hmm. that's another example mm-hmm. um, of transgender, uh, you know, mm-hmm. male to female who came back as a female weightlifter and immediately started winning massive competitions, yep. international competitions and setting yep. world records. Yep. Um, you know, I think I think there's just clear evidence that it's not a logical thing, yep. but I also think that it doesn't really matter because yep. it's not going to make a difference in, in yeah, CrossFit, and, and
1: that's and that's a, it's an excellent example to compare it to because we with weightlifting you get into a, a position where participation overall is low enough, and just the natural capacities of your average physiological capacities of your average biological male are such that they are just in that unique domain of you know strength that a you know quote-unquote average or slightly above average man could compete at an extremely high level in women's weightlifting with those same numbers. So if someone transitions, and even if they get their testosterone low enough, they still retain so many physiological advantages, longer muscles, bigger mass, all of those other things, that they could actually disrupt as has happened very quickly they could actually disrupt who ends up getting a gold medal at uh you know uh, what was the commonwealth Commonwealth games games. but it's like while broadly men are much much stronger than women you know the type of people who possess the much 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 more specific broad and rare you know, constellation of capacities that one would need to be on top of the CrossFit Games, just intense strength in this, inc- like basically superhuman level of kind of f- uh, superhuman physiological advantage of just being able to output that level of energy. The and we're talking about the Matt Fraser level of energy, the the uh, Laura the Tia Claire yeah. level of level of energy is so unique. You know, it's such a unique blip that the idea that someone you know from, who across a population of millions those people are very 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 few but the, that that the, basically that that circle which is a teeny tiny little grain of sand and the much larger but also still statistically rare circle of transgendered athletes are going to overlap is so statistically improbable. In other words, that that, there, that there's not just a man who's going to walk in and or a man who's going to transition to being a woman and therefore will is going to severely disrupt who ends up at the games. No, that would have to be a man who has games qualifying level unique capacities to even begin to enter the playing field uh, of uh, of um, uh, you know the women's playing field. Who because it's like basically. Any you you know above average fit guy, it were he to, you know transition to being you know decide to, <laughs> to decide to transition were he to, to you know be, be transgender transition, so it would not retain an advantage significant enough to just be able to waltz on and somehow beat you know games level women they just wouldn't they wouldn't be able to run they wouldn't be able to put out that much energy they wouldn't be able to do any of those things until I think Chase they and can I have proven yeah. that
0: yes What <laughs> what you say until they can until, until yeah, they can yeah that's right uh i i wonder it's like uh you know it it won't matter until it does matter yep. mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and at that point i think is when it's going to be a much more interesting question because you can in a vacuum <clears throat> it's very easy to be mm. supportive uh, it's very easy to say this is totally cool of course like not mm. a big deal but when the um, when the most extreme case becomes reality mm. as you know that that is the moment at which you start seeing sort of what what are the actual consequences of, of this decision but
1: that's what that's sort of what I mean is that it, it isn't an issue until it is but even if it is that that is Instance would be so anomalous that it would not represent some sort of uh, a trend that would continue to affect the game. So, if you had someone who was like, if you had basically a person who is transgender, male-to-female transgender, they transition to being a woman, they get their testosterone levels low enough, that person would still have to possess a games, myriad of y- skills. Yes, That's ga- right. they would still have to possess games level to like high regional level of capacities on them in the male sphere to be able to touch the numbers and the and though just the work output that is necessary on the women's field and for that reason say that person does eventually come in and ultimately take third at the CrossFit games uh, in the women's division or or whatever it's not going to then say and then the floodgates open and then we're gonna have all of these people who are simultaneously no. transgender and simultaneously I, I don't think it's an
3: issue of floodgates but it's a matter of let's say Mm-hmm. for the fourth year in a row the fittest woman on earth mm-hmm. is a transgender athlete. Yeah, it's, that's, like, that's, that's, that's it's super case. shitty yeah, for you know, all the other competitors.
1: Oh, I, but that's the thing, is, I'm saying that I think that that would last about four years and then you wouldn't see it. And it, we, it could be extremely controversial, but say that that is... You know, in the most extreme instance, that person arises, that person uh, wins the CrossFit games four years in a row. That is an interesting and weird conversation. I think a lot of people, and we all know we're talking about Russell Berger someone yeah. Yeah, uh, who would object to this, but at the same time, it would last about 4 years and then the likelihood of that person arising again i you know like it's i don't think it's going to be the kind of thing where it gets handed off year after year which i think potential to the next fit male to female transgender person i don't think that that could happen because we're in such in terms of just genetic capacities rare air with those elite women that and i mean that as distinct from mixed martial arts as being distinct from uh, 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 from weightlifting where then the capacities of just purely of just purely strength are so of, of most men are so kind of outclass a lot of women in terms of their ability to compete. I think it, crossFit is very unique in that way and I think it would last about four years and then we wouldn't see it again for a long time if ever because it would be such a statistically rare thing. I mean, there
0: are there are plenty of events where women are beating men at the games. Yeah. Uh, most of the endurance events that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the famous example is Sam Briggs out sprinting in mm-hmm. the uh, ranch the yep. ranch run. Yeah. But um, I, I just I again I, I I agree with you that it's it's such a small blip that it's it's absolutely not something that should be like people should worry about. Mm-hmm. But I think from like. Uh, just a just like a like the the way it's weighted against women mm-hmm. is very interesting to yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, that that is literally the only situation in which there is a negative outcome mm-hmm. because it, it will make no difference yep. in the men's division. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and it can only make a negative difference mm-hmm. in the women's division. Yep. So it, it that that's the part to me that's so strange.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that the other thing that's strange also is that you know like we i think there's a really intelligent conversation there's a there's an there's an interesting conversation to be had about these things but it's just so interesting that i f- this is something i was thinking about i think that part of the reason that these conversations are very hard to have is that a lot of the ideas surrounding the discourse around uh, transgendered individuals uh, take place in spheres that are so divorced from physical culture that they can actually hold on to the idea that there that there is no difference physiologically between um, between men and women, or people who are born uh, men and people who are born biologically female, and it actually holds, like, it actually holds like like water in their mind. Like they actually believe that that's true because they're in the world of academia where everyone's a little bit soft and vegan and like has. Yeah. And I know that sounds. It's like
0: I'm I'm only male because I was raised male.
1: Exactly, but that's right. that being the kind of thing where it's like you're so divorced from physical. Whereas Us, by contrast, who are steeped in interviews with athletes and this, and you see people, women, the best women in the world, who are pushing themselves to their absolute limits, who are, you know, one in a million over a million, who still lift 100 pounds less than their male counterpart, and we know that to be just a tangible part of our everyday reality, and that whole, the entire world of physical culture... Is a world that they are so far divorced from that the idea that they can actually that 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 is just an interesting thing that we kind of take it as for granted as self evident. Well, of course these things are the way they are. But I remember reading out, uh, uh, articles about Fallon Fox and things like that, and just there are people who I think like are so divorced from physical culture that they don't under they flat out don't they they think that th- those sorts of things actually hold. Uh, like if if you know right they think valid. they
0: they think there's a series of steps you can mm. take to yeah, yeah. equiv equivocally la- lari- uh, 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 flatten out the playing field yeah, yeah. between men and women. Yeah. Which which there there probably aren't. I yeah, think yeah. I mean I don't know if that's I just I I I don't think that you can look at, you know, uh the the and you know I don't think you can look at um the IOC's mm-hmm requirements for yep. transgender females to compete mm-hmm. and say that these are exhaustive and complete mm-hmm. in leveling the playing field yeah, yeah. but i also don't think there is any list of requirements that would do that yeah because it just seems it's uh it opens a lot of can of worms there's secondary and tertiary effects that you have to consider as well because like for example uh you know in order for a uh an athlete to go uh, female to male. There's testosterone involved. There's exogenous testosterone mm-hmm. involved. So why is why is one particular athlete allowed to have exogenous testosterone yep. versus another? And then what levels do you allow someone mm-hmm. uh, to get into exogenous testosterone? Mm-hmm. Is it is it within the normal range? That all the other competitors are or the but high then, normal range. Is it high normal? So if it's high normal, then why don't the other? Why aren't the other competitors allowed to push well themselves opened, up into yeah. high normal with exogenous yep. testosterone as well? So like yeah, it yeah. just adds. It asks. It asks a series of questions that logistically create a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So I don't know. There's there's just a lot of really. I think there's a rel- lot of really interesting points, and it is such a landmine of a oh. conversation. Like these yeah. days, I feel like you can't. You can't disagree Mm -hmm. with it. Yep. Lest you become this monster who hates people for some reason. Like, there's no way, there's no way you can have a conversation, I feel like, without it, without it being like, oh, we've known each other Mm -hmm. for
1: years. And we've known all of our listeners for years. And we've known all of our Mm -hmm. listeners for years.
0: There's no chance for any sort of uh, miscommunication here. So anyway whatever that that's that's a whole different thing I, I think there's that that still requires we're we running of out of minutes we are running out of minutes let's uh, <laughs> on our card on our card let's go to wrap it
1: up all right uh, well we'll continue this conversation when we have more card capacity later on but <laughs> um, but uh, I'm uh, at mr. Kyle Bogart on the, uh, the most essential
2: Instagram account on the internet
3: I'm at cliff Bogart on a sadly <clears throat> be free Instagram account damn
2: I'm at chase 504 on an Instagram instagram account that's filled with italian shit yeah.
0: and i am at arm hammer tv thank you so much everybody for listening and we will catch you next week later